Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. Hello, and welcome back to Frizz and the Grizz. It's your boy Trudeau. Thanks for joining us live Tuesday, December 5th. And also, thank you for joining us tomorrow on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, give us some love, rate, subscribe, review, do all that fun stuff for us. But we're here today, and we're going to have a good day talking a lot of football, mostly college football, I'm, I'm thinking. Definitely touch on some NFL Obviously, very controversial weekend. Everyone was losing their goddamn minds over the college football playoffs. So we'll talk about that. But first, D, what's good? What it do, baby? Happy fucking Tuesday. Man, what a week already, and it's only two days in, man. How's everything going with you? Fantastic, dude. Uh, got back from a little New York trip over the weekend. A little getaway at the misses. Got to watch some basketball. It's nice. funny. You know, I've been talking about the Orlando Magic and how much I love this team and just so happy for their start to the season. They tie their franchise record against the Wizards in the second uh, second meeting, nine in a row. I'm going to New York to watch them potentially break the franchise record, get 10 in a row, hottest team in the NBA. I go there, pay for hotel in New York, which is not cheap. I pay for tickets, drive five hours. They lost by 28. <laughs> Uh, if there's like a yeah, good laugh on that one. If there's a pivotal ball buster, that would be it. Uh, you know, just you, you have everything that you could ever want when it comes to basketball, and they're playing the the lowly Brooklyn Nets, and they get absolutely smacked. Like that's that's basketball. That's that's luck in a nutshell, right there. I was the Nets aren't a bad team. They're not a great team. They're they're ten and nine. The one thing about the Nets, if you watch them at, at all. They can shoot the ball from deep. Mm. Like if you catch them on the wrong night, it's a it's a problem. And they were hitting everything from outside against Orlando Magic. And the most annoying thing is it's hard to replicate. I'll try, <clears throat> but they have like a every every arena has like an in arena sound for like threes. Like the Hawks, you, they go ah, you get the little yeah. hawk screech yeah. and shit. Um, and the the Nets have this like it's like a and that's all I heard all night was that. And I was like, oh, it sucks. How is Barclays Center? Yeah, um, it actually is super overrated. It's From not what that. I've heard. Uh, it actually, if you've ever been to the garden, the new garden, like how they upgraded the inside, very similar to the Boston, the TD Garden, um, sure. how the inside looks after it's been renovated. I expected a little more glitz and glam inside. It wasn't. The outside looks cool. I'll get, say that getting in was a nightmare. It took me like 20 minutes to get in. They haven't figured out how to get people through the door effectively. But, uh, you know, it was cool. Brooklyn's cool. It's in a good spot. They have a whole bunch of, like, really neat places to eat around. It's a good scene. But uh, in general, I have some takes, some some thoughts, if you want to hear about the, just my Nets thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, we, we're not going to really touch on NBA, so we'll do our best. But you know, go ahead. All right. First of all, I think I can say it. Worst fan base in the NBA, Brooklyn Nets fans. I could say that. Now, are you saying worst fan base as in, like, like worse, like the LA Rams or Las Vegas Raiders worse, or so, like oh, the Raiders like are dope. Don't, don't don't shit on the Raiders. They they're passionate. They're crazy. They wear shoulder pads and spikes. Oakland did, but not Vegas. But go ahead. Okay, fair enough. Uh, like no one wears team gear. Everyone just goes. Yeah. Everyone goes as if it's like oh, a social event. I guess I'll just go watch this basketball game. Yep. Everyone's dressed up to the nines, trying to look like they're going not even to a club, but just like a fancy dinner. That's weird, right? And then the people who are passionate Nets fans are all fucking weird and they don't know how to celebrate. Like, I, I, it's hard to explain. Um, here's one thing. They kept trying to, like, start, like, a chant. Like, you know, they, the intercoms would be, like, trying people to do a chant. Defense. Yeah. Their thing is, like, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And, like, nobody, like, under, like, gets the cues and wants to do it. They, like, it feels like the Nets, like, want to create a culture of, like, this is cool. This is Nets. This is what we do. And nobody buys into it, and nobody cares. And and I don't know, man. It's just it. You can tell it's a franchise with a bunch of losers who aren't. <laughs> and I'm that's coming from a guy who likes the Magic, who are losers. But you know what? Magic fans were like, "Hey, we're losers. Whatever. Like, it's cool." It, Brooklyn fans, they have no culture. They're losers, and they don't realize they're losers, so they like think they're cool. It's just awful. Well, the sad part is it's a, it's just a transfer of bad fans from New Jersey when they were the Nets to Brooklyn. 
So it's not like you're really getting that much farther away by going the, you know, the distance between the two. I would imagine it's still the exact same fans in which, yeah, the Nets had a cool run in, you know, between 2002 and 2005 when they had Jay Kidd, Jay Rich and all them. Mm. No, like it, it, they've been that type of franchise for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, and the one observation I had was uh, my, my wife was just like, who's that guy? His arms are unnaturally long. Is that McCall Bridges? McCall Bridges. His yeah. arms are like at his. <laughs> he just scratches his ankles by like when yeah. you know standing up, which is hilarious. He he's a good player. He torched the magic. I think he had. I texted you. He had thirty at half. And I'm like, this is fun. But, well, uh, oddly enough, you said Miles Bridges. I was like, nope, not that one. You got the wrong Bridges. But yes, I knew what you were talking about. I mean, they got some good young, talented players in Brooklyn. I like some of their guys. It's just I like Cam Tom Thomas too. He's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it doesn't make sense the way they're put together. Maybe in a couple of years they'll be fun, but uh, it's a hodgepodge. But that's that's the same thing with the Houston Rockets. And another thing with the Nets too is like I don't think anyone in New York actually likes the Nets. All about the Knicks life in New York. Mm-hmm. So it's just a sad franchise. Sure is sad, sad franchise. Anyways, those are my Nets observations. <laughs> Do you have anything <laughs> from the week to, to share? Uh, I mean, nothing too crazy. The youngest, I mean, the yeah, the youngest's birthday was over the weekend, so we got to celebrate that um obviously caught caught up on a lot of college football i was able to watch um especially with the conference championships going on a lot of awards semifinalists that i was able to catch up on when it comes to the you know the blitnikoff or player of the year and stuff like that uh, so we can get you know we can get into that if you want oh for sure we'll talk college football one second one last thing i want to tell you before we kick off did i tell you how I, how we crashed the law and order set you crashed a what law and order set no like <laughs> you accidentally we were like walking and all of a sudden you heard dung dung we were we were walking back from dinner and I had a few too many glasses of wine at dinner. And as we're walking back, they have like the street, like part of the street kind of walled off for filming. It's in the pouring rain. They they you know the dead body, like pretending the dead body. And I'm just I'm drunk, obviously. I'm just yelling, I'm yelling, where's ice cube? Where's ice cube? And my wife's just like, It's ice tea. Ice tea. And they everyone just kept giving me dirty looks like shut the fuck up. We're trying to get this guy out of here. That's hilarious. Way to bring the Boston into New York, man. Yeah. True, true Bostonian. Dun, 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 dun. Good show, though. Good show. All right, we're gonna we're gonna come off jump with the uh, the big stuff. I'll just set the stage and let you take over. All right. So, college football playoffs are set. Final four are set. For those who are unaware. Right, the the final four in order from one to four: Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. Meaning, FSU, who was undefeated, left out. Conference champion, undefeated. Um, Georgia, one loss. What the first loss they've had in like two years? Three, um, three years back to back champs left out. And then I don't think Ohio State's worth mentioning. They were, I think, seven, and that's it. So D floor is set. What are your what were your initial thoughts on this? Uh, I was aggravated. I was definitely very aggravated. Um, annoyed is another phrase that I would say. You know, we we put everything into it with the quote unquote committee, and you know, we knew we we voted for chaos, right? Like we talked about this last week. Like something's gonna happen, or let's hope it's the perfect storm. But the fact that it was the perfect storm, I don't like the way that it played out. Michigan wins big. Obviously, we don't have to worry about them. They become the number one team. Washington, great game against Oregon. Obviously, we were expecting it to be a little bit closer. So for them to pull away the way that they did in the second half of that game, really good. Like they they did a good job of controlling the ball and and they deserve to be the um you know the number two seed. This is where it got hairy. We said if Florida State plays a close game, it's gonna get very, very tricky for people to get voted in, especially if Georgia loses. And they did. So I, I'm not I'm not understanding, and I don't care how many people explain, well, this is about strength of schedule. This is about, you know, they got to have the best four teams. How is it that you have, and I'm not even a Florida State advocate, right? I'm an LSU guy. They beat the pants off of LSU. So, like, you'd think I would be like, F them. Like, no. Like, you had a Power 5 conference team go undefeated beat their beat their you know their their conference i would say uh conference champion or runner-up like i know it was an ugly game but they still beat them and we had a team that won their conference you know i get it whatever the alabama won the sec but they also lost to texas who 
is in the college football playoff who also won their conference ship. So it's like, it, it, there's just too much, I would say ambiguity, whatever the word is for them to just say, well, it's because Florida state's not strong, but they have the higher strength of schedule. They have the better, higher strength of, uh, of ranking when it comes to like the teams that finished the season where they were and they're undefeated and a conference champ. So I don't understand how you could just say Bama deserves to be there because they just have a better team. I'm trying to think the best way to approach this. And I wrote down the teams individually. And I think this is the way we should do. I think we should make a case for each team, mm-hmm. right? So if you're, you're going to represent team X, whatever it is. So we don't have to talk about Michigan or Washington. Like those two are pen are penned in, not penciled in one and two, because they had, a, they had a very impressive season, both undefeated, both conference champs, both play some impressive games. Um, so it's really the last two spots. You made a case for Florida State, right? Talking about them being undefeated, conference champ. I get it. I'm looking. One thing I'm looking at that dings Florida State is I think we can agree that the ACC is a weaker conference compared to others. Um, I'm trying. I looked through each team of those four remaining and tried to find like their signature wins to kind of bolster their resume. Mm-hmm. Florida State. I can only find two like really impressive wins, and one of them is not super impressive. The first one when they beat. LSU first game of the season. I think it was the opener, right? Yes. Of everything. Yep. They beat the brakes off LSU, and we thought LSU was a top dog at that point. In retrospect, what did you finish with three or four losses? How many? Yep. Eight and three. Eight and three. Eight and three. Yep. Weren't super impressive. The defense is is pretty suspect all year. Uh shout out to their your quarterback, uh Heisman, Heisman finalist. But sure. um that one was super impressive at the time. Retrospect, not impressive. I think also it's a ding again, ding on them. We don't value early season wins as much as late season wins, so we forget about that. Then their next most impressive win on the resume is probably Louisville. I mean, if, if you want to talk about the team that has a higher uh, ranking and a, a team that maybe a more impressive resume, Louisville's a ten point was a sixteen to six gross win. Yeah. Outside of that, man, I looked through their schedule. They're beating on like the Pittsburghs of the world. Um, they they barely squeaked by. Miami, who's been a dumpster fire. There's not a lot of impressive wins. And then on top of that, you lose. This is where I think the committee differs from the BCS, like the computer system. The human element saw the quarterback go out and said, well, you're not probably going to compete in the final four. You're going to get your ass beat by Michigan. So they, they probably saved them embarrassment. The problem that I have with that is we've had the college football playoff for what now? Six years, seven years, something like that. And this is the most that I've heard about the rules behind what's being picked with the committee, because again, I think they, I think they screwed up and no matter what was going to happen, somebody was going to get screwed. But the only logical way for this to have been played out, at least in my eyes is you award the undefeated conference champions. We're not talking about South Florida from three or four years ago, right? We're not talking about Liberty, who's undefeated right now. Like, we're not talking about these teams that are, you know, dominating the MAC and the SWAC. Like, good for you, great season. We're talking about Florida State. We're also talking about a team that's scheduled an out-of-conference powerhouse at the time. Granted, it is the beginning of the season, but at the time, they scheduled an out-of-conference powerhouse in LSU, who was a top-five team at the time they played them. Bama did the exact same thing and lost. Not only did they lose, they lost at home. And you're rewarding them by saying, well, all of those games that you were talking about, it not being, you know, a clo- it not being a blowout, right? There was no signature win. Bama played close against South Florida, South Florida of all teams. Bama played close against Texas A&M. They almost lost to Arkansas on a last-second touchdown or last-minute touchdown. They almost lost to, I believe it was, Auburn yeah they they were down with like 10 seconds left like we're talking about games that were not that also were not controlled or blowout wins within their conference now I I get you know the Iron Bowl is a game that like always is going to be tough I told you that it was going to be a tough game but we can't diminish Florida State schedule saying well they don't play anybody and then say well Alabama they just play tougher games and like you know those teams they beat them you know they did beat them it's like right but they should beat them if they're Alabama they that that's the team that you know is supposed to be the two point or two touchdown favorite against all of them. Let's do it one team at a time. We'll get to Bama in a second. Right. I have a theory. Yeah, I'll, I'll how, I have a theory on how Bama got in. Oh, uh, I know how they got in. All right, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. 
So you get me more fired up because you tell me to wait. Yeah. Texas, their case, in my opinion, is they have what they've one loss. They, they're a conference champion. So that's a, that's a little check on the resume. One loss is not bad. Their one loss is in their biggest rivalry game. In, and it was, uh, came down to the, to the wire against Oklahoma. And I don't know how many losses Oklahoma finished with, maybe two um, or one. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check. But it's not a bad loss. They beat Alabama, who to they beat Alabama, who eventually would end up by being the SEC champion. So they beat another champion on this path, and they beat them by ten. It wasn't you know a fluky one possession game. So that's that's the resume for them. And on, in their conference championship game, they did what they had to do, and they blew blew the brakes off of OSU by 28 points. So that's a that's another signature. When I know maybe OSU is not. The same caliber, maybe they're the probably equal caliber as Louisville. I don't know how you want to pa- pair them up, but the fact that when they had to show what they got in the championship game, they took care of business big time. Yeah, they flexed their muscles, and you know, shout out to uh to Arch Manning that was able to get in there at the end of the game. You know, the the crowd went crazy. Um, Texas did what they were supposed to do. They showed why they belong in the top four. If you know, one of those top four teams had lost prior to, you know, prior to their game. And it ended up being Georgia. Um, you know, I don't think Oregon was in the top four at the time when they had lost. Uh, yeah, they were just outside. They, oh, no, Oregon was. Oregon was fourth. My apologies. No, they were fifth. So I'm looking at it going back and forth. They were fifth. Um, so they 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 made it so that it was not only just easy for the committee to go ahead and select them, but the, the fact that they knew that it was going to be the wrong choice. The issue isn't about Texas. It's about the next team that you're going to talk about. Okay. And I think they tie into each other. I think it all ties into each other, though. Um, so your issue is mostly with Alabama. Yes. Okay. And my counter to Alabama is that, yes, they lost to Texas, who is a top three team. They Their only loss is a top three team. Yes, they started off very slow. They had like a 10-point win against USF at the beginning of the season. They looked real like, like the wheels are going to fall off early. But as they progressed throughout the season, they got stronger and stronger and stronger. And you saw Jalen Milroll grow as a quarterback. You saw the defense come together. And I think I think it's hard to take the early season sample size because if you're talking about the four best teams at the end of the season, you really want to take the sample size from the second half of the season, like who's been playing well the past month. And of all the teams in the country, Alabama has been one of the best teams in the past month of football. Granted, yes, it was a tough game against Auburn. They had an equal out of the last second. I think they had like a 1% chance of winning that game. But it's the Iron Bowl, man. And we all know what happens there. It's weird stuff. End of the day, they took down a team that had not lost in three years. Granted, it was a three-point game. But that that's a huge, huge, like giant A-plus in your resume. I get that. And I'm not I'm not downplaying the win uh, by any means. You know, they, they that was a controlled win. Yeah, it was a three point field goal. But like Bama controlled that. I think Georgia scored right away. Georgia scored on the first possession. Bama, you know, tied it up and then didn't look back after. Like they just controlled the field position game, controlled the turnover game. You know, they played great. Saban had them boys ready to play. And, you know, they they won the game. I'm not downplaying the win. I'm I'm more frustrated at the fallout after that win in which Georgia grit. Now that I know follow with me on this one. Okay. I know that this is optics, right? You have to award certain people or certain teams, Georgia. Uh, you can't tell me that there's a human element into it for the eye test for Florida state and Bama. When Georgia showed that they were one of the four best teams, the entire season, and they dropped from one to six with the loss to the third, to the rank, fourth team in the country if this is what you're going to go off of they dropped five spots right. as has never happened florida excuse me uh, washington michigan they're out of the picture they're one and two texas because of their win obviously they're going to move up with the loss of oregon oregon lost to washington they were five so mathematically it makes sense that they were four sorry um mathematically for them to go from four to wherever they were texas is going to move up but now you're saying Bama, because of that win, optic-wise, deserves to jump an undefeated team that won their conference while they have one loss. It just doesn't make I, sense to you want, me. You want to know what happened in that committee room? Because I feel like I know what happened in that room. Yes, they looked at it and they said, we don't want this shit to happen, what happened last year with TCU, no. where Florida State goes in and they get absolutely 
demolished by Michigan, and they go, we should have put Bama in. I don't in. think that's what happened. That's you want, what, let me just give my ahead, yeah. Georgia thing. Let me wrap up Georgia, and I'll tell you what happened, because I know exactly the thought process in that run and what happened. I know where you're going to go with this. Okay. okay. Georgia, I feel like Georgia's kind of coasted all year, to be quite honest. I was looking at their schedule. I would think, say, their most impressive win on the resume is they they beat the doors off of Ole Miss, who's, who was really good this year, by 35 points. Um, but to my original thought, train of thought of what happened, all right, I'm in the room. This is this is what the conversation was. Are you ready? Michigan, Washington, in there. No worries. Now we got four teams, and we have two spots. How do we handle this? And someone goes, well, what's the best conference? And I have someone that goes, SEC. I'm like, all right, well, we got to have an SEC team in there, right? And they go, all right, uh, can we put both Georgia and Alabama in there? <sighs> Probably not. Well, Georgia, I mean, they have one loss. They haven't lost a game in three years. Well, you're really going to not let Alabama in who just won the conference championship over Georgia? All right. Well, we'll put Bama in because they just, they're SEC. We have to have at least one SEC team. We can't have both SEC out. So if we're going to have one, it's got to be Alabama because they want it by default. Okay. That makes sense. We'll check the box. All right. We'll put Alabama at four. All right. Now we're down to FSU and te- Texas. What do you do next? Well, FSU is undefeated, but would it make sense to leave Texas out? If they beat Alabama, who we're already putting in, oh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Ooh, we have we have the scapegoat of saying the FSU's quarterbacks out. Yeah, we have to put Texas in, and Texas has to be in ahead of Alabama because they beat Alabama head to head. You see, it's like it, you, that's you, exactly what happened. I'm not saying that that's right. I'm not saying that I agree with it, but that's exactly what happened. And like I said, they they brought up. I've heard it so much more, and you know I follow I follow college football, right? Like this is my sport. I love the NFL. I love basketball, but I I bleed purple and gold when it comes to LSU and college football. I have never heard so many explanations on how a committee chooses something, or how the BCS is broken down, or how the AP Top Twenty Five poll is created. In my 30 years of watching college football. I have never heard this much detail two days after a decision of crowning either the top 25, top two teams after a national champion or the BCS system selecting two teams to go to the BCS national championship or the top four teams being selected for the college football playoff. I have never heard this much breaking down. And you want to know why? Because they know they fucked up. They know that they they got to find a way. Like you said, you said the phrase, we got to find a scapegoat. We got to find a reason for us to get Bama in there, but say, well, this is the reason why Florida State's not there. Let me and ask they're you. saying it's because it's their quarterback. Let me well, ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. I believe they have the right four. What would your four be? Because I hear a lot of bitching over there, but I don't hear any any solutions as to what your four would be. The four that, that, because you can't say deserve, right? That's not a phrase. The four that belong in this based off of the season that they had as Michigan, Washington, Washington, Texas, and Florida State. So you are going to, the best, in your opinion, in my opinion, I would say we both think the best conference in college football is? The SEC. So you're going to leave out the best conference from the playoffs. If you're talking about the best four teams or the the most profitable four teams, yes. I would say yeah. the most deserving the the teams that had the most deserve like most deserved to be there. Going undefeated just like UCF did or was it yeah, UCF a couple years ago. Central Florida doesn't mean as much as going one loss in the SEC. And my point is that the ACC is not the SEC and to Basically, penalize the SEC for being good and cannibalizing themselves is kind of a a bad way to approach it. But what you're saying is that any game that you schedule outside of your con, you're basically saying that the regular season doesn't matter for teams outside of the SEC because if you go undefeated, you can actually lose out on in the Power Five. Not talking about the MAC, not talking about the Big East, or it's not even the Big East anymore. The Sun Belt. I'm not talking about those conferences. I'm talking about the ACC, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the SEC, and uh, there's another one. Sorry, the Big Twelve. Uh, I already said Big Twelve. Whatever the fifth one is, we're talking about these top five conferences. Mm-hmm. Florida State won that conference, a conference that was dominated by Clemson for years. And other, they're very bad now. But we're seeing the flipping of the controller of the ACC, which is Florida State. They dominated all of last year, and they they've dominated this year. And they they were able to go twelve and 0, thirteen and zero 
win their conference, and I understand their quarterback got hurt. But that team went 13-0, and and what you're saying is we can't reward you. The One of the main reasons we can't reward you because your quarterback got hurt. I have a big problem with that. I, it, you're, you, I don't know if you heard the same shit that I heard, but th- that is a big caveat as to why they weren't selected for it. And you, you could talk all you could talk to you blue in the face about Bama and the second half of the season. I get it. I watched it. I saw that. But we're talking about an undefeated team that won their conference in what we like to call power five. You can't rank the power five based off of the SEC is just the best and everybody else is, is you know, second fiddle. We know that they're the best, but one team's undefeated, one team's not. And one of the teams that isn't undefeated is still in the same spot as a team that they lost to. It just to me again, it just it doesn't make sense. I I, I don't. I'm not saying that this isn't going to be a great final top four. It is. It's going to be phenomenal. And I think if Bama plays Texas in the national championship, it's going to be one of the highest grossing national championships in the history of college football. So I'm all for it. But I know that there's more money relation talk with this with these selections of these four than there was the actual top four that deserved to be there. Well, let's just talk FSU. There they beat LSU to be in the season. Whoop de do wasn't. In retrospect, a good win. You're downplaying that. Don't they, say what we do. You're downplaying that because Alex was ranked B top five at win. the beginning of the season. B plus win. They barely beat Boston College. Overtime against Clemson. You beat Virginia Tech, Syracuse. You beat Duke, who ended up by being pretty bad. You beat Wake Forest. You beat Pitt. You barely beat Miami. You played North Alabama. You beat Florida by nine points. And then you beat Louisville by 10. There's, there are like one, if not one and a half impressive games in there. What you're doing is saying that they need to be able to choose more of the teams that they play against, which they can't. Yes, do what Texas did. Texas decided to play Alabama. And they did. They played LSU. It's just not my fault. One, one play, I, I get what you're saying, but like one, one hand can't wash the other. Like they went into the SEC and beat them. LSU was a top five. And uh, you got me talking shit about my own squad. What, what I'm saying is they beat LSU, who was at the time a top five team. Texas rolled into Bama and, and put up a 10-piece on them. Like, they beat them at their own field. Let me ask you this. And you're rewarding the team that lost versus the team that won in that same conference. Let's Texas talk about Alabama did. real quick. Yeah, let's, let's, talk about te- let's talk about Bama. Go ahead. Let's oh, talk Bama. about Bama. You, you've already admitted SEC is the best conference. Yes. They won the best conference, and who's their only loss? Texas. Who's ranked what in the country? Third. That's an impressive as hell resume. What were they ranked when they played them? What? What were they ranked when they played them? I don't know, but they 11th. were a great team. They were 11th at the time. What so, was Bama? Bama so, was third. So they were the, not only did they lose the home game, they were a favorited team. Let me find out exactly what they were favorited by. Uh, might not be able to find that just because the game's over. It doesn't show me on ESPN. But they were, they were 100% a favorite at home, mm-hmm. higher ranked, worst loss. And you're saying that it, that it, that's because that's their only loss, like at least that they, it was it was against Texas. I'm just saying, Florida team. State beat every team that was on their schedule, right? And so did UCF a few years ago. We should crown them champs. Too. UCF isn't isn't in the ACC. They're not in a Power Five conference. They didn't schedule an outside powerhouse. And when they did play LSU outside of their conference, they got smacked. I think in general, like college football fans need to re reconsider the word power five because I think that's a loosely used term at this point. I don't think the back two in that power five has any power. It's a mid five at best. It's not all equal. You can't just say, Oh, they're power five. It's all the same. There's clearly a huge line of delineation and to be a a champion and undefeated of a, a low tier mid, mid of the pack conference. It doesn't, it's not going to bode the same way. I get what you're saying, and it's it's really just a power four, if you think about it, because I think they lump in the American Conference for that. I'm looking at it. ACC, Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, and SEC. No, there's five. There's five. Oh, five Pac-12's five. dead now. That's uh, it's, a, it's no longer a conference, but it was looped into that, obviously. And I think the ACC is slowly dying in front of our eyes. Yeah, I mean, as these teams leave and jump conferences, you're right. But, you, again, you're... 
you're discrediting, you know, a schedule that's they can't control outside of the outs, outside sources that they can schedule, which is LSU. Which you're boosting. Hold on, you're you're boosting the loss for a team that lost. That's what you're saying. Is hey, hey look, I know you guys went undefeated, and you scheduled the number five team in the country at the time and beat them handedly. But we're we're gonna give you guys a C plus for that. Well, Bama, hey y'all, you guys let this Big Twelve team who was ranked outside of the top ten, and it was a home game, roll into your crib, beat you by double digits. But we're gonna give you an A plus for the effort that you guys put up. That's what you're doing. I love that you keep using the ranked five at the time. Like we, we know what we should do. D, we should just give out the trophy before the season starts, based on the, the rankings. Because clearly, the preseason rankings were complete garbage, and LSU was ranked way too high. It's called strength of schedule for a reason. Do you think they just throw out when Duke loses to North Carolina during the March Madness like selection committee? No, they use strength of schedule, strength of ranking, and as that's a, why as a LSU got bounced. <laughs> I will say this. You said they can't control their schedule. That's fine. But you can control, and you know this better than any college football. Like you're a very average college football fan. And you tell me all the time when it comes to betting, it's like, oh, give the points because this team needs to needs a resume booster. They're gonna smack the shit out of someone to like boost a resume. Florida State, they couldn't control their schedule, but they don't, they never smacked up teams. Yeah, they smacked up Pitt. Good for you. You smacked up Virginia Tech, good for you. But down the stretch. Florida, Louisville, Miami, all wheezing to the finish line. I'm seeing two position games in two out of three of those games, so I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about. Maybe there wasn't a 56-7 to game, but if you're winning a game by double digits, if you're winning a game by two possessions, I'm pretty sure that means you control the game. Listen, there is one. I don't think we're going to see eye-to-eye. No, we're not. We're not. We're going to go back and forth with this one. And it's going to come off. I, I have a solution for you. Mm-hmm. We will look ahead and watch the Georgia versus Florida State game, and we'll, we'll see kind of what Florida State does against a real team and see if they were deserving. Hey, if they beat Georgia, I will take all my words back and say, you know what? They does absolutely deserve to be in the Final Four. But if... Georgia beats the hell out of them. This is the exact reason why the committee got it right because they don't deserve to be in the final four. They're not the four, one of the four best teams in the country. This was a point that I wanted to make while we talked about college football. You will see a record breaking non participant for bowl games this year because of what just happened. You will see so many people from that Georgia Florida State game be like, mm, nah, I, I tweaked an ankle in practice. I'm not going to play. Sophomores that have a bright future are going to be like, yeah, the, the Peach Bowl, it ain't it. Nah, I'm good. We'll, we'll get back on the wagon next year. I, I can, I'll put money. If there was a way to bet how many people would be out, I'd say about 60% of those starters for both teams are not playing in that game. Brock Bowers, not a chance. Drew Beck, not a chance. Their running back that has a leg brace, not a chance. Florida State is going to look at the Florida State's wide receivers, going to be like, I got a chance to be drafted in, in the first round. Nah. You freshmen can play. You're going to see that because of this follow that's happening. Speaking of bowl games, do you have a favorite uh, non like beast like big time bowl game? Just because it's funny and fun. Uh, it used to be the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, but like if I I'd have to go down the list of them. I don't even know what they're called anymore. Myrtle Beach has a bowl now. Didn't know that. That's pretty dope. They probably play at um Coastal Carolina University. Don't they have like a Bad Boys Mower Bowl? I'm looking at all of them. The now Military that. Bowl. That's not a bad one. Dukes. Uh, Pop Tarts has a bowl now. They got a Pop Tart bowl. Yeah, Pop Tart bowl. That's going to be North Carolina State and Kansas State. Uh, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, like that when you mix two companies. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Okay, so Kellogg's getting their own, but they can't just call it. I mean, the most ridiculous bowl, like as you're looking, which is the most ridiculous sponsor of a bowl? I'm just curious. Transparent Music City Bowl. Don't know. Transperfect Music City Uh Bowl. No idea what that means. Barstool has its own bowl now being hosted by uh one called toledo university in wyoming oh what shout a game <laughs> shout out to uh to uh josh allen on that one you know yeah, toledo's uh, pretty good they were in the uh that's the mac championship game lost to miami ohio no crazy ones on this one i'm not seeing any crazy you don't have like the gasparillo bad boy mower bowl anymore nothing like that no guaranteed uh, rate bowl is a good one srs distribution in las vegas uh, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. That's not a bad one. Lockhead Martin. Wow, here's the one right here. James Madison versus Air Force. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces oh, Bowl. Wow. Listen, 
I think it's unpatriotic <laughs> if James Madison, James Madison wins the, the Armed Forces Bowl against Air Force. That cannot happen. There's a little uh, foreshadowing to what my money talks is all about. But yes, I don't think that I don't think because it's an Armed Forces Bowl, James Madison could show up and beat a you know, military no, you team. That's, that's kind of messed up. You can't, They're favorited too. They're favorited by three. That was a fun story though. Earlier in the season, Jay Madison undefeated. Yep. Speaking of money, talk, you want to make some money for the people? Let's get it. Comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Just a little segue to our our gambling pick segment, which by the way, we've been like for the past month, we've been on fire. D's D with another perfect week, three and zero. I went two and one. Freaking Monday Night Football over hit like crazy. <laughs> just it wasn't even just a hit; it was like obliterated the over. You had no chance once it was like back to back touchdowns going up against each other. When when the Bengals were able to roll out uh, CJ Beathard, no 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 no, not Beathard. Beathard was the backup. It was uh, Jake Browning. Um, Jake Browning, and he threw a seventy-yard bomb <laughs> to uh, to uh, Jamar Chase. I was like, "Yeah, you're not hitting on this one." Bro. If they, and then he hit another sixty-yarder later. I felt good at first when he was just doing. He was like six for six for twelve yards. I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna go well for me." It didn't. Uh, but either way, we're D's finally out of the hole. He's at 500. I'm well over 500. So on the season, if you bet with us, you're making money. You're profitable. So keep keep with it. We're gonna keep getting the money. I'm gonna give you my three picks really quick. Uh, one of my favorites from this week: Thursday Night Football. Uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots versus T.J. Watt. By the way, you see the graphic of Bill Belichick. Like one of the funniest graphics I have ever seen, and not only because it wasn't just like a photo of bill belichick like a face shot it was like a full body shot they're like we can't promote a single player on the new england patriots so let's put head ball coach on there when it comes to who's matching up against each other that that was that's when your team's down bad when they have the coach as the graphic but uh, yeah i'm going to thursday night football um the over under is crazy low 30 i'm hitting the under baby let's go (laughs) hey i just watched the patriots score zero points and have a zero to six game um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, and I think, uh, Mr. Uh, Mitch Trubisky starting for the uh, Steelers this week. So yeah, Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Um, both defenses are pretty good. I'm taking the under, which is crazy under 30 points. I think it's going to be something like a, like a six to 12 game. Just, just ugly. Amazon prime was not looking forward to that game. I'll tell you that when they were like, Oh, this is going to be key March up mar- marquee game. Middle of the season, both teams fighting for playoff spots. Nope, two and ten. <laughs> so that's my first pick. Pick under there. Uh, my next pick. We just talked about Jake Browning and the hot Bengals. Fuck them. Fuck them Bengals. I'm taking the Colts minus one. I think it was a uh, a real nice little spike. You know, we've seen rookie, like guys come out and and replace the starter, uh, an injured starter, have like a really hot week. I don't think it's re- uh, going to be repeated next week. Colts are actually really good, um, which is surprising to stay. I think they're firmly in the hunt, if not already like in the playoffs right now in a wild card spot. Currently, they are ranked, I believe, seventh. So just so outside of. They're in the playoffs. Seven teams make it. Oh, it's seven teams now. Okay. You're, you're yeah. Right. So I'm taking the Colts on the road, minus one. I think Jake Browning reverts back to the Jake Browning we saw against the Steelers. My last pick. Uh, I'm riding with your team, buddy. You've been you've been on all year. I'm jumping on the Texans minus five and a half at the Jets. Man, Jets are down bad. <laughs> Jets are down bad. I don't think I know they have a good defense, but here's the thing about defense: you play defense. So let me hear your thought on this. Mm-hmm. You can have a great defense, and your defense can be monstrous start the season. Man, after 12 weeks, and your offense constantly lets you down. There's some sort of like debilitating negative effect defensively where it's like even if we ball all game we still are going to lose and i just think at this point the guys in the jets defense they've had enough i think the texans put up some points against that jet defense i know the jets can't score i don't know who's starting a quarterback this week they just cut the guy who started last week it's not, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be zach wilson aaron Rodgers ain't coming to the door i'm taking the texans minus five and a half at the jets 
Yeah, they, they definitely packed it in. They will pack it in um, for that. Uh, kind of weird. I, I picked that game too. So off air, I'll find another game. Um, but yeah, that was that was the reason for it, the, for what you just mentioned. Eventually, the bend but don't break is like, look, we're broken. Like we're doing everything that we can to play defense and keep us in games. And it doesn't matter if the guy that's throwing the ball can't throw. Literally, Zach Wilson was just like, oh, y'all need help? All right, cool. I'm going to go sit down. Like, he's like, I'm not dealing with this. And I don't blame him either. Like, he's going to be like, yo, y'all benched me twice to try to get me to, you know, to, to get hurt and, uh, and you know, get out there and jeopardize my future. Nah, I'm good. Y'all don't like me. Chuck up the deuces and catch me next year or cut me. So I don't blame him. Uh, so, yeah, that was the reason why I chose that game. I know that Tank Dell, you know, just got hurt, um, unfortunately. A special season from a special rookie. So he's going to be out for the rest of the season for the Texans. But I, I see them putting up, you know, a touchdown or two. And then the Jets just packing in and be like, look, we, we're not hanging with this team. Like, sorry, guys. And CJ, you know, ups his, his chances for either rookie of the year or potentially MVP. I like that we both went with that team. That yeah. pick. We've only done that once uh, before this one. We both hit. Mm-hmm. Second game for me. Uh, I know that it's one that a lot of people will probably stay away from, but I'm actually going to hit this one. I'm actually going with the Titans. Ooh. Uh, and Dolphins game, I believe. Oh, Let me get the all those points. Yeah, I'm actually gonna take the points. I'm gonna be the Titans. Yeah, reason being, I'm oh. not saying. Yeah, so I'm not saying that <clears throat> the the Dolphins aren't really freaking good because they are. Titans defense isn't all that bad, and they've stayed in their game. They've stayed in games uh, pretty decently over the last five. Also, Monday night games typically have like a weird feeling to them when it comes to Derrick Henry. What's up? I was gonna say Monday night football underdogs have done so well this year yeah so i i mean i don't even have that stat with me i just know how certain players perform in certain scenarios and monday night football has got derrick henry written all over it right like one of those games where you can just control the rock you know that miami is going to score but if you could just run it down their throat and potentially get them to be pissed off you might slow down the scoring and if i'm getting 13 shit that's a that's a 10 to 23 game and i still kind of you know 10 to 21 we'll say that 10 to 21 game or 14 to 28 and i you know i win i don't think the math checks out on that one it'd have to be 17 to 28 so titans plus 13 that's a lot of points but man why not give it last but not least and like i said there was a little foreshadow for this one i'm definitely going to be tuning in at the three o'clock game that is this weekend it is good old army Versus good old Navy. Give me the Army Black Knights minus two and a half. I know this is wonky and I'm getting back into college football, but I got no confidence in Navy doing anything in this game. I think Army's going to run it down their throats. They are in a three game win streak. They've done a really good job of flipping it around after they got smacked by LSU. No, they really haven't. You know, they beat, they lost 62 to nothing. It was embarrassing. But I think I'm going with them. You know, I want to get back into the college football. This is going to make or break me when it comes to how the season finishes off. You swore off the college football. Now I said back. I would, man, but I got to go back to it. It's the only game, the best damn game around. I will you know, say that matters. Thankfully, it's minus two and a half because you know it's going to finish like zero to three. Aren't <laughs> it's just going to be a field goal. Exactly. I love it. All right. A good, good week. Hopefully, we can stay profitable for the people. Five and one last week, six and all the week before. I'm sensing another five in one week. I think I'm going to catch another L. I think you're going to go undefeated. You're going to continue the hot streak. Let's get it. I don't know how much time we want to spend here. It's just kind of like a general NFL recap for the week. I think we talked on a lot of stuff already with the Patriots, Jets. Um, I'll let the open the floor to you if you want to talk about anything in particular about uh, the way this weekend shaped up or maybe like how the weekend influenced the potential playoff push. Yeah, I think we saw a lot of change uh, in the last, I'd say, 48 hours. We'll say Sunday to Sunday through Monday. Uh, we saw a lot of change. Ravens didn't play, and we saw a lot of flipping of, I would say, the guard in the AFC. Uh, it, so you got the Dolphins, who who looked really good, obviously. Kansas City, who looked very, very mid. And then you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who lost, obviously, after they lost to you know their quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. Those are three of the top. Those are the top four teams. Once you get past those, 
it's very, very like, oh my goodness, like could one of these teams end up in the top four that we had no thought of them being a, you know, hosting a, a playoff game, a hosting a playoff game, home game. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, the Colts and the Texans. Like the AFC is so upside down right now. Like Mahomes can't find or catch a break with no matter how good he plays in Kansas City. That defense is obviously really good right now, but there's no trust in their wide receivers or even in their running game. Isaiah Pacheco really hasn't done as much in the last couple of games as we thought we were going to do. You make that note, you make that face, but I know he's doing a lot out of the backfield with catching, but not really running. I thought he had a good game against the Packers. I don't remember his stat line, but I think he had something like 100 yards rushing. Or something mm, maybe I'm getting that one incorrect, but on the ground, yeah, he had 110. My apologies on that one. I thought it was mostly out of the – I thought it was like the quick pitches. So, yeah, maybe it's just the passing. My apologies. Uh, that being said, the, still the, the Chiefs right now are kind of – I won't say hitting the panic button, but they don't have a bye. I think they've already played – they've already gotten through their bye week. This isn't looking good for how they finish the season. I think – I might be incorrect, but I think I heard some crazy stat that Patrick Mahomes has never had to go on the road for a playoff game. That's an that is a correct stat. That's not a the incorrect. That is he all of his years of playing, he's played home games for the playoffs or yeah. Super Bowl, which is it's still a couple weeks to go. Things could happen, but Miami has a favorable schedule. I anticipate them to potentially lock up the one seed. I know that Baltimore will be playing hard coming off of a bye last couple weeks to try to at least secure the, the two seed if not the one seed it's going to be tough sledding for the chiefs man and it's crazy because you were the one that was like hey patrick mahomes better without you know tyree kill better without the wide receivers but it's catching up to them this year yes so i saw something about that on social media earlier today and that that kind of aggravates me because like what will like we'll do the you know the brady belichick thing i, I don't want to talk about it too much but like oh he you know he left and he won a super bowl and it's like yeah he, he won a super bowl like i'm not saying that like it's done and over with but like if we're going to compare it to three four years later like what are we doing like he went to the afc championship he went to the super bowl and then he has a he's a number three team in the conference right now so is he really that much better off with i mean worse without him like obviously you have a tyreek hill it makes your team better it, there's no saying that we also saw the best version of him last year without Tyreek Hill. It just happened to be a regression this year because of Marquis Marquise Valdez Scantling. You know, he doesn't Rashid Rice hasn't really taken off. He did a really good job two weeks ago, but like he hasn't really taken off, taken off to like be a number one. They brought back Nicole Harbin, has done nothing. They got Kadarius Tony and another wide receiver that was like, where the hell did you guys even come from? It's like they're they're scrapping together. No number ones, just a bunch of bees. They don't even they don't even have bees. I would say they they, they could just use a couple okay guys. Even last year with Juju, like Juju was, was good, perfect. So I think it's catching up to them. I think they're gonna have tough sledding, man, because they might have to go on the road if they go to get to the Super Bowl. They might have to play two road games, which is really really tough. Not easy, not easy at all. And you know, like I said, that was that's just the AFC. We saw. A complete changing of the guard last night uh, or two days ago with um, with the 49ers and Eagles. I'm not saying that we have to, like, stress about a team that is 10 and 2. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, we don't have to stress about the, the losses being to the 49ers and to the Jets. But that was an ugly loss. And it's not so much of, like, what it does for the regular season. It's what it's going to do for the postseason. And the 49ers all last year were just like, we got hoed. If we didn't have our sixth string quarterback and Christian McCaffrey playing pseudo quarterback in, in an NFC championship game, we beat the brakes off the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is still being questioned if he can run a team. He's not considered an MVP. What I'm saying is all of these things happen after that game. Is Jalen Hurts elevated himself into the potential MVP candidate? Then he goes off and outperforms Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, throws for like 300 rushes for 80, scores like four touchdowns. Like he did his thing. That game never happens. So the 49ers took all of this bent up energy, pissed off, and be like, fuck you guys. You know we don't care if it's a if this game is over, we're running it down your throat, even with two minutes left. You know what meme perfectly describes the 49ers? feeling about the eagles going to that game what's that just the you know, the arthur mean which is the fist oh the pissed off yeah bro like debo samuel walked walked in there with like black air forces like 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 black air force energy i don't know if you've ever heard of that but like that is like you're going to just fuck shit up 
And he he did. He was like, give me the ball. Get out of the way. And you usually don't do that in football, right? Like that's usually a basketball term. But he's like, let me catch this 10-yard pass and just Debo through everybody, obviously, for lack of a better phrase. But literally just beast mode through everybody and just get like a 60-yard touchdown like it's nothing. At this point, the 49ers your favorite from the Super Bowl? If they can stay healthy, mm. I think yeah. that is a huge, huge word to throw out for the 49ers because they are extremely talented. But it takes one, and this is a knock on wood. This well, is not for me to wish upon. Any, what were you going to say? I would say, can we take the health out of it? Because okay. you can say yeah. about anybody. I, not really. The 49ers, we saw what happened when they lost the quarterback. Um, but yes, if all if all parts stay equal, if they if they remain healthy with the way that they just played and the the motivation they may have, I, I think I give them the edge over the Eagles just because they're gonna if they play them again, you're gonna see what happened last night on Sunday night, which was we're pissed the fuck off. We're sick of you guys getting all of the credit or getting all of the limelight that we should have had, but mm-hmm. we had our tenth string quarterback playing. The biggest game of the 49ers season going forward is going to be a game that's not the 49ers game. Eagles-Cowboys this weekend could absolutely change the chances of the 49ers winning the Super Bowl because if the Cowboys pull off the upset, actually, I think the Cowboys are favored right now. If the Cowboys pull it off, I like the 49ers to... The 49ers have owned the Cowboys the past couple of years. So if they have to go to Dallas, I ain't worried about it. If you have to make Philly go to to Candlestick and play the 49ers or Levi's, I guess it is now. Uh, I love the 49ers there. It just such an underrated ad. No one's really talking about it. It was Chase Young being added to that defensive oh, yeah. line. It's just so unfair. And since that bye week, they got Debo back. Their offense is humming again. Such a good team. I wanted to talk for you to get off of this because I want to air out a new segment video of the week, which I can do now because I have a working computer. Um, I wanted to bring up your Aints. Mm. You know what? You guys were down 21. Kudos to the Aints because you guys were down 21 points within the first five minutes and fought back and made it a competitive game at the end. It was ugly, ugly, ugly. You know, I don't care if they fought back. It still was ugly. Famous Jameis went out there and had to sling the rock a couple of times, which was absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, and there's, there's videos that are circulating the internet of, <clears throat> you know, Jameis Winston uh, comforting David Carr because they started booing at Mercedes Benz. And it's just like, look, man, like there was that the expectations for this season were we, we are a quarterback away and David Carr. I was, I said, look, I don't need you to go out there and be 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, 10 picks. I don't need that. I do need from you 25 to 30 touchdowns, maybe five to 10 interceptions and he's not even remotely close to that. Like he's he's playing he's playing bad football at the worst time. Meaning he'll go 6 for 6 up the field, solid 60 yards, get them into the red zone, leads to a field goal. Like when the when the chips are on the table and he needs to actually convert it to being a score, he just can't. He throws the ball into the stands, takes a bad sack, fumbles, throws a pick. You know, it's it's just it's not good. And I'm hoping I'm not ready to punt on the season yet. Like if they get a playoff berth, I'm happy. If they don't, you know, a higher pick in the draft, I just hope that you know ownership and coaching looks at this and goes, he's not the answer. This is the year that you have to get a quarterback. Reset the timeline on everything. I don't care if they don't if they don't sign back their veterans, you know, if they gotta let go of, you know old edge rushers uh like then they have to right if they got to get rid of demario davis my, you know linebacker sure um but like they can't pass out on a quarterback because it, it's literally handcuffing their team with what david carr is doing yeah i think you guys are the, like i think i've used the analogy before but saints are the bulls chicago bulls of the nfl you guys have the oldest roster in the league like one of the highest payrolls in the league mm-hmm. and it's just time to kind of cut everything down to the bare bones and, and start over again. I'm not I'm not against it. I like I said I, I just named off some older names that they do have. Cam Jordan's one of them. Demario Davis. They got um Tyrant Matthews out there still, but he's like a shell of himself. Great career, Super Bowl champion, LSU God, like love him. But like it's time. <laughs> one of the key players on their team is a 34 year old 
third string quarterback playing multiple positions. The hardest thing for the Saints is that they are in the NFC South, and it, there's, it's so tempting to just keep keep this thing going because you can make the playoffs every year. If you were the AFC West with the Chiefs, you know the Chargers, the Broncos, like you had more competent teams around you, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna rebuild. This isn't my time, but mm-hmm. that division's real bad. I put I put a bet before this weekend on Atlanta to win the division. I think that's a pretty good one at this point. Although I don't trust anything they're doing, but this, the division's bad, man. Falcons aren't any better. Bucks aren't any better. It's just such a like you said a terrible division all, to be in. We can all laugh at the at the Panthers, right? Please. Yeah, unfortunately, but uh, you know I, I'm not. I'm not ready to give up on um, on Bryce the way that a lot of people are. He's got literally nothing around him. No running game. Adam Thielen, enough said. No tight end to throw to. No defensive players that you can name. He's got he's no coaching because it's a rookie coach. He's got nothing. He's been handed a shit hand, and he's got to make you know gold out of that. And it's it's not going to happen. This is going to be a unfortunate David Carr. Yes, not Derek. David Carr situation where he it's not a friend. It's not a um, what's it called? What's a new franchise called? Expansion. 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 Yes, not an expansion team, but it's a team that is just as bad as an expansion with that roster. All right. Well, let's segue to the last thing I want to. This might go terribly. I want to try the video thing, but uh, we'll see how it goes. We're airing a new segment. And this is gonna be really bad for like the podcast, but this is more for just me showing you funny videos I saw throughout the week. Okay, this might be fun. Well, you can just clip this out for the podcast. That's too much work. Oh. You have to suck, suck it up. You can commentate what's going on. Um, and I have two just because we're debuting it. One, I want to show you this video that I saw online um today, and while there was no action at the Patriots game, um, did you see the video of the guy chugging beers outside the Patriots game? No, I've never. He's he's a hustler. He's hustling people for money in a beer chugging competition. And this guy is an absolute ringer. Can I show you this? Yeah. All right. Let me uh, expand it because I know that's your biggest pet peeve. So check this out. This is on the Tiki Talk. Okay. Yeah, my guy. This. Can you read the sign? Hundred dollars to your twenty dollars. I can chug a Friday beer faster than you. What's a is a Friday beer just because it's Friday or is it? I think it's like a beer brand or something. Okay. All right. So he basically says, I'll give you $100 if you chug it faster than me. You, I give me 20 So he's sitting outside the Gillette in the tailgate and just watch this man go to work. Okay. <laughs> Hell no. So this man did full one gulp. And this dude is is taking three or four tips before. That, so it, this can't be a real thing. It's probably this, real as shit. This is real. What I'm saying is like people that just like, oh, I can beat him. I, all I would do is just take one. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like if this man is challenging one out of five odds, nah, I'm good, brother. You, you keep you keep your money, bro. I, I, I don't need that $100. You know it's a setup when the man's giving you a... 120 odds. By the way, can you describe this? I mean, he's like six foot six, just a giant human being. In the house. Yeah, this is like <laughs> somebody being like, yo, Andre the Giant used to drink you know, no. 100 beers a night. No, he didn't. And then you look and go, yeah, he probably could. This would be that. I'd be like, that's a big motherfucker. And like, kind of, kind of, for those that didn't get to watch it, he, um, he played them because he was sitting down. And then when you walk up to the table and you're like, here's my $20 and he stands up and it's like, you know, the ogre from fucking Frozen. I don't know if you've ever seen the guy, but like, you know, that guy that's sitting behind a table and it's like, oh, that's a that's a big ass dude. There's more. Everybody else high five him. Hey, good shot. He gave him a head start. And, and smoked him. He's just waiting. Not only did he give him a head start, he told him when to go. He's just like, is it cool to you know hit my lips? And he's like, go ahead. <laughs> that guy was close. <clears throat> this, guy, this guy's the best. The Chargers fan has no idea what's coming. Okay. So he's he's watched nothing that's led up to this. Oh, he busted out the inhaler. 
Oh my goodness. The guy just quits half like he's like, nah. Here's your bread. Yeah. Like, I'm not even gonna attempt it. Here's your money. Just take it. So he's just drinking. Probably bought a you know a 20 rack for 30 bucks, and he's just taking people's bread. Like, here, I'll give you a hundred if you can out drink me. But he's going up against like 20 people getting 20 bucks each. What's that? Two grand? Is that two racks? I don't know. I, I he, I don't, I don't, I think he ends up by doing like 10 or 11. So he makes Ooh. about like 240 bucks. Um, I don't want to play the whole thing because it's getting long, but yeah, that was just a, a wild video I wanted to show you. This dude, if somebody out. shows up to a game at a table like that, like you said, 100 plus 120 odds, just walk away, keep your bread, keep your 20. That's an extra beer at Gillette if you can, if you walk in the stadium. All right, there's one more video I want to share with you, but I have to pull it up. This one, I couldn't find the original, but it's the same dude doing the same prank. And dude, I was. I, if I find the original video, I'll send it to you because it was funny and hilarious. It's a I don't know if you've seen this. It's a dog. It's a dude who pretends he's blind with a with a stuffed dog. I have seen that. Yeah, yo, it's like walking outside of a bank and woo, 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 woo. I have yo, seen that. this shit, dude. Yeah. I was dying today. Are you ready for me to play before you see it? Shadow, relax, relax, shadow, shadow, relax. He threw it at her. You can't be doing that, bro. <laughs> you gonna scare people, scare them, but you can't be throwing a dog at people. You just describe for people sitting on podcasts what just happened. So this man that is playing is being blind, and he's got a taxidermy dog. It's not even a. It's not a real dog, but it's a. Looks like a stuffed dog, but it's stiff as shit too. And he's walking around blind. This lady walks by and he fake barks. <laughs> and he says, Shadow, be quiet. Shadow, shut up. <laughs> Stop barking. And she drops all of her five, you know, $5 food that she got from Wendy's. Like, no, the $5 <laughs> box that's five different things the nuggets, the drink, the shake, the fries. She oh. drops the whole thing, whole kit and caboodles, what they'd say in the old days. And she's pissed. And he continues the barking fake dog. <laughs> and then he throws the fake dog at us. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? I just I love how how bad the, how bad the barking is. He's just like I will play a show more time. I just need a good laugh. Oh man. Shadow, relax, relax, Shadow. Shadow, relax. <laughs> Don't shut. At, at this point, he's holding it up in the air, essentially. Shadow, relax. <laughs> He throws the dog at her, bro. What? That is so wrong on so many levels. Uh, the, the, those videos, the, those are funny. I like the, um, I'm sure you'll catch it at some point on social media. They're like people that are at a, a store and like hit somebody with something and then like somebody's on the other aisle and they're throwing things over. So like they duck. They're just like, what just happened? He's like, I don't know. I got hit by it too. <laughs> Those those are funny. I like those. You like the video of the week idea? Weird segment. I'm not gonna lie. You know, for those that are watching, I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it. If we make it a uh, a routine, I'm sure that we can get better. We can get better at it. I don't. I don't mind. So it. Find better videos. I didn't say that they were bad. Like I I knew about the second one. First one was crazy, uh, but I knew about the second one. Uh, and guess what? My computer didn't break down. When I did it, so it was obviously the computer. If you were wondering, the Knicks are are, are down thirteen. Ah. Uh, Sad Knicks fans. All right, let's get out of here. The show is coming to an end. But first, it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. All right, let's keep it short and sweet today. We're going to get our last takes off. Probably, I don't know if you're going to go anything else but football. I'm going to go basketball. Okay. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the in-season tournament, the IST, as they call it in these streets. Um, dude, it was great. I watched the pretty much the full Celtics-Pacers game, and for a game in, on December 5th, it felt like game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, dude. Awesome. People were fouling hard. Like I'm talking, we had playoff fouls. People were intense. Everyone was giving it their A game. The crowd was going nuts, dude. This thing is awesome. This thing is so much fun because... The players have bought into it. The fans have bought into it. And 
what makes the playoffs special is those crunch time, game seven, winner go home, who's going to rise to the occasion, the pressure, and this in-season tournament being knockout style has all of that, and it's so much fun, D. I hope you enjoy it tonight with the Lakers, and it has the same vibe for you if you are watching it. It's a huge win for the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to piggyback off of it. It's just, it's a, I guess, a special shout-out to what I've been able to witness, uh, not just in the in-season tournament, but just, like, how he's played this season. Uh, big shout to Tyrese Halliburton. You know, a great series that he's, oh, great, you know, in-season tournament. But this kid is special from what I what I have been able to watch with these games being played. You know, 27-12 and 12 as the point guard. That's incredible. And you had set, you know, a couple of stats that were off air. He's leading the offense and like one of the highest paced offenses in the history of the NBA. That's absolutely incredible. Granted, I know that the Pacers aren't a, uh, you know, a potential like title contender, but these are the types of things that get people to buy in. Not saying that they can't trade for a star when they already have a franchise player, obviously, but this boosts morale for them to play outside of their nature. Right, guys that aren't typically going to play, you know, 40, 45 minutes for them to try to get their stats and get dubs. Like Miles Turner is playing pretty decent. Bruce Brown is a decent role player, obviously. Like they got a decent team. Buddy Heald, we know, is a bucket. And Benedict Matherin is a great wingman for them. So, like, they've done a really good job of having a younger core with some veteranship on there with like a Betty Yield and whatnot. Who's to say that around trade deadline they don't go out there and dip their toes in getting a you know a a veteran that boosts them to go from the sixth seed after they play in these games to the potential four seed? We don't know, right? It's things like this that will boost and somebody go wait. We actually might have something here. Let's see if we can make a run at it. So big shouts to Tyrese Halliburton. This wasn't a you know a debate for us to go back and forth about how good the Pacers were. It was more so what that kid is doing and what he's going to help lead that team into if he continues doing this the rest of the season. Absolutely. Is that your closing take? Just the just to roll off with what you were talking about. I was gonna go with the the Tyrese thing. I didn't know you were gonna talk oh, about the season. Perfect. Hey, by the way, I forgot to mention you know who I saw uh, at the game on uh Saturday, the next game? Steven Jackson. You know, it was like eight like five five to eight rows below me. Your girl Stewie. Oh no kidding. Brianna Stewart was there. Nice. Yeah, she was there with her daughter. Nice. Good, Good stuff. Time. Yeah, did you get All an autograph? No, no. <laughs> she, was, she was courtside. I was, I'm not that cool. Oh, uh, yeah. You could have walked up there. It's Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Oh, goodness. All right, D. Why don't you get us out of here right? Let's get up out of here the right way. We tried to breeze through this one, so I appreciate you guys that were able to kick in. Uh, and for those guys and gals that are able to listen to us tomorrow while they're heading to work, you know, definitely drop us a like, drop us a comment. Uh, make sure that you guys spend some time with your loved ones. You know, a cool little message I'm going to slip in there just because it's right around the holiday time. So make sure you, you know, give them a hug, give them an extra kiss. That being said, y'all can follow us or hit us up on all of our socials. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube, obviously Twitter and Twitch or X is what they like to call it. I'm seeing here we're starting to promote the Tiki Taki. So maybe we'll start to create one of those or even an Instagram for our clips. Who knows? I ain't got time to go back and clip our segments, though, unfortunately. We might have to hire somebody. So if y'all looking for a job, go to the unemployment line because we ain't hiring. The unpaid internship. We got Yeah, you. we could do that, too. Now, on the real, though, we appreciate you guys being here. Please make sure y'all take care of y'all mentals. Make sure y'all take care of y'all physicals. Take care of y'all chicken. Take care of y'all children. And we'll catch y'all on the rebound. Peace. By the way, FSU belongs to be out. Oh.